0: Today in the podcast, I talk to Becca Bates, the CEO and founder of Bates Marone Suite Design, and we talk about brand. And brand's one of those things that I think a lot of people feel like, yeah, I've got a really good handle on that. And then you get into it and like, oh, maybe I don't uh, as much as I thought I did. And so Becca today has uh, five ideas you need to stop doing to make your brand better and stronger and kind of make more sense as you bring it into the world. So without any further ado, off to the podcast. Hey, Becca Bakes, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Pleasure to Appreciate have you. Uh, we've known each other for 110 years and uh, in that time... that <laughs> make me older. Yeah. All right. Well, we were both prodigies. We started when we were 11. There you go. Um, and uh, uh, over the years, learned a lot about uh, brand and other things for you. So maybe just for a context setting, maybe talk a little bit about kind of what you do, what uh, the company is all about. and
1: Sure. Sure. Um, so I'm founder and president of Bates Marone suite design. Uh, we are a branding and marketing agency here in Chicago. I believe we've actually known each other about 15 years. Uh, Bates Marone started in 2005. And, uh, what we are really passionate about is building and supporting really brilliant brands, um, for our clients. And we work with people that are really passionate. Um, it doesn't really matter their industry or their size. It's more about the type of person they are and uh, how much belief they have in their own product or service. That's really what we look for.
0: I like that. Well, and, and I think one of the things that our businesses both share is that when working with clients, you start with a million ideas and there's a temptation to do them all, and some of the some of the problem or some of the success you can have is by saying no to some things. And you had a recent uh, kind of funny oh blog God. around just stopping doing things. Stop it. <laughs> and, uh, and so, some of it's just as simple as stop doing it. I know I, I um uh, to plug a book I have coming out. Um, there's a great quote. It's not for me. A, a guy I really like, who um, his business had um, all these happy people, and everywhere he went. Um, people go, ah, do you train them? Do you, what, you know, what do you do? Like it's, it's magical over there. And he goes, oh, I just fired the unhappy people. And so it's sometimes as simple as just saying no to some of the stuff that isn't working. And so you and I were talking about, you know, from, uh, especially like within brand, there are some things that people do particularly poorly. And, uh, you had a great kind of top five of things that you run into. And I'd love to just, maybe that'll be our our conversation around some of those things and Um, you know, just as a, as a, a first thing, kind of as a novice and maybe as a technology person, sometimes I'm, I'm prone to this, the idea that like brand equals logo and that's it. And you're done branding. is done.
1: That's number one since chills up my spine. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, over all the years of doing this, people will come to me. I, I need a logo. Why do you need a logo? Cause I don't have a brand, you know, they, and, and it's understandable, I think, that that's where people would start with because definitely the logo mark is a very significant part of the brand. Um, Oftentimes the first impression of the brand, but yeah, it is just one element, but people think that they can go online and buy a brand and all of a sudden, magically everyone's going to understand their perspective and their story and it doesn't work like that. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, because one of the things, and and a lot of uh, industries and businesses have a way to do something like on Fiverr, like you can go get a logo for ten dollars, and then there's a way you, you you know you you see you know so and so redid their logo for you know ten million dollars. What for the for the the novice buyer, what goes into that that probably makes you cringe at the ten dollar level, and somewhere there's value, and somewhere there's diminishing returns. Like how do you how do you see I that? I
1: cringe at the million dollar one too. Just, right. yeah, just yeah, the 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 that's, Delta, that's right? not fair. Yeah. Right, right. Um. Okay, so there has to be a reason. So, I mean, just think about anything in your life that you have conviction about. There's a reason, there's a backstory, there's thoughtfulness behind your conviction and your decision to have a certain set of values, to have a certain perspective. And so, when you are working with strangers that don't do any discovery, that don't do any marketing landscape, you know, like who else is on this landscape and what is their point of view? What's their perspective? How do you want to be either having points of parity with them or how do you want to stand apart from them? That thoughtfulness and research. goes into it and I wrote a big long article about um you know my kind of analogy of how to build a brand properly um and it's kind of like building a house you know you got to pour a poor foundation you've got to put the framework up you've got to be thoughtful about it and I know how tempting it is to skip those steps I understand yeah. people just want to get to market as fast as possible um but it's just a house of cards if yeah. there's no foundation
0: And, you know, kind of talking about that million dollar brand project, uh, idea, what's, what's driving the cost and at what point is it worth it and not worth it?
1: Sometimes it's just a little bit of like self aggrandization. I think Mm -hmm. of, of the designer. Um, I think that in the legitimate side of it is that sometimes there's too many cooks in the kitchen on the client side. Not to say that there's not too many cooks in the kitchen on the agency side at times. But it's kind of like on the agency side, the more creative people you have coming up with ideas for you, the more wonderful the the end result will be. And if you can afford that, that's great. But I find that when projects kind of spiral into that sort of a price point, it's either because of the fame of someone that's creating the brand for them, or it's because there is a board of directors or just... 11 people that have to make the decision and no one can agree on anything. You're not going to please all the people all the time. Yeah. And so it just goes through endless revisions.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and brand is other things, obviously, which is why we're talking. Uh, it's also a voice. So I know one of the other things you talked about is this idea that, um, you gotta have a voice with some kind of point of view that's consistent. You stick with it. Like talk about that and how, yeah. what that looks like and what happens when you don't do it.
1: So yeah, my second stop it is like, stop communicating without a point of view. Um, What, what common speak is point of view, but in my industry is position. Mm -hmm. Um, We go back to that marketing landscape that I was talking about. Um, If you want to be, if you want to see the kind of the best way to see what I'm talking about is to see when people fall off the path, Mm -hmm. Um, but you'll, every once in a while, you'll see something from Apple. You're like, Whoa, that doesn't feel like Apple. You know, instinctively that that's like a little off. So even the experts, even the the best marketers in the world step off the path a little, a little bit sometimes. And, and can, um, I don't even want to say stray because I'm not really in a position to judge someone that does such a great job, but I just mean that, um, if you don't, if you haven't thoughtfully positioned yourself, like this is where we stand, this is this is our point of view, this is what we're good at, and I'm going to stand my ground and be here, uh, then you can be very wishy washy. You can seem very yeah. inconsistent and confuse people, confuse your your potential customers yeah. or clients. And
0: I think the word I, I really liked you had in there was that like it feels off. There's a visceral thing about like people are really good at picking up on. Patterns and when they're wrong. And so if you see something from a brand, it's like, wait, that doesn't, that doesn't compute. That happens for every brand. And so if you, whatever your company is, uh, what, one of my, the, one of my favorite ones I used to laugh about, I don't know if they're still there, but in Chicago, there used to be a lot of, um, park bench, like a uh, bus stop advertising from this company called just Dex. And so you'd think that's all they do. All they do is just decks. And then around the edges was like pools, lawn, you know, landscaping, <laughs> you know, artboards. I mean, just like a million things. And I was just like, it didn't, I, I wasn't sure uh-huh. what they were up to kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what, 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 what story comes to mind for you about kind of falling off that consistency whack? I know Apple's big. Do, can you think of like a smaller scale version of that?
1: Um, falling off, well, so I don't want to name names, to be honest with you in the industry, because I think that it can happen to everybody. It's probably happened to me. Um, what I can say is that there's some people that intentionally fall off the consistency wagon. Um, and it's called disruption, right? So Geico is probably the best example of like, there'll be this random, like the, their their message is very clear say 15% spend 15 minutes save 15% or more on car insurance they've beat that into our heads so that we know it that's when you actually do have the luxury to go off message and be a little quirky with these cavemen or yeah. something like that yeah
0: they yeah, all these simultaneous things going on and still yeah. the message held together
1: it's interesting it's because <laughs> their their marketing engine is so Big. It's such a juggernaut yeah. that uh, they they kind of have the freedom to do that, and their message is very simple and concise. And they they've communicated it. Everybody knows what it is. So now they get to have some fun.
0: Yeah. Well, so maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't fall for my accidental trap of naming a name. So maybe on the good side of things, what's an example of picking a tone of or a point of view, I should say, uh, and sticking with it and having that be consistent over time on that smaller ish scale.
1: So. We, we work a lot in brand archetypes Mm -hmm. is what we call them. Um, once we are done with the landscape and the positioning and the voice and the values and the brand core, um, we will often ask people to kind of answer some yes, no, this, that questions and kind of narrow down to what their brand archetype is. There's a, there's a standard archetype wheel that a lot of branders use, but we like to give them a little bit more freedom. And we had a client not too long ago, um, that picked like Morgan Freeman as their brand archetype. Okay. They were like, we want to be like this. So they had landed in a place of like wisdom and experience and trust. Right. And I mean, this is why people pay Morgan Freeman to voice over things yeah. because yeah. that's He's exactly what he literally brings to the the voice table.
0: Of God. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um,
1: I even well, noticed recently that on, a. I caught like 10 minutes of Kelly Clarkson's talk show. Mm-hmm. She has some like her voiceover guy in the studio. They call him God. And he sounds just like Morgan Freeman. Like oh they found God. a Morgan Freeman sound alike. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. Um, well, uh, great. And and that probably even like kind of, uh, getting onto our topic here that fits her brand. It's like a little, it's a little funny, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it, it, that matters there too. Well, so talk about, I know this happens at that smaller scale. A lot is, um, you get thrown a bunch of tactics, but there's originally isn't a strategy time that together oh my God, and yes. talking about strategy can get um, cliche if there isn't like some definition behind it. So what, what does that mean for you? And like, what, what does it look like when it's working? not working?
1: Well, I mean, if you ask a client for their strategy, almost all of them, if they don't have marketing training, are going to say to make money. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to dig deeper and you have to say, okay, like we need to, we need to set three strategic goals for this year. Those goals might be things like, we want to increase our LinkedIn following by 25%. We want to get, you know, 20% more ROI off of our direct mail. Mm -hmm. And we want um, 15% more brand awareness penetration in this specific vertical, right? Something that's measurable, something that you could do your research and see the numbers on. Uh, you know, everybody loves digital because those numbers are very easy Mm -hmm. because someone else captures them for you. Some are harder to track, but that's where you can, we can really sink our teeth in. It's the problem when somebody's like, well, but somebody offered me this billboard for $500. Okay. And, and who drives on that road and what's the visibility like, and what is it that you're trying to say to the people driving on that road? And is there any message that they're going to pick up fast enough yeah. You know, we recently did a billboard because someone opened a new location for a distribution center and we got a spot that said, turn around. You just missed the best deal in this. Yeah. That That's a fun way to interact right. with people, but it has to be strat- strategic and it has to. So someone might say to me, okay, well, should we then run a LinkedIn sponsored campaign? Yes, you should. If, if if part of your strategy is to increase your LinkedIn following, let's talk about what tactics yes, that's a good tactic. And let's talk about the creative that will make them engage with you.
0: Yeah, it's funny. We have the same problem in our business. One of the the biggest uh, things we see is that people show up asking for a thing that they think they want made or or built. And um, it's almost because it's the most obvious thing that just sort of came into the world. So it's like, Oh, oh, uh, everyone has an app. We should have an app or, um, you know, we want to build this feature on this website because our competitor has it, but there isn't really any connection to what it does for the business. And I think a lot of the value we bring is usually something like kind of helping draw that line. If there isn't one going, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you don't need that billboard. Instead, if the goal was X, let's find a way to get to X together. And that now we're talking about something that matters to the business
1: yeah but anecdotally, um, you and I belong to a similar peer-to-peer group yeah. in the past. And I accidentally ruined someone's day one time when I didn't mean to. They were very excited to show off their new corporate brochure. And it, 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 somebody had spent a lot of money producing this brochure. Um, it was well designed. It was beautiful, beautifully printed, and they passed it out to everyone. and And I just decided to keep my mouth shut because. I didn't know what I didn't know. And mm-hmm. you have to be careful, right? When you're yeah. the expert at the table on something, you don't. And finally, uh, her name's Heather. She put me on the spot. She said, what do you think? And I just said, well, what was the intention?
0: Yeah. What is well, this we needed a brochure.
1: Get... I'm like, but why did you need a brochure? What did you want it to do for you? I can't really tell you. And I knew that there was no strategy. And so that's why mm-hmm. I was trying to keep my mouth shut. Um, but you know, I, I was just, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, it kind of ruined her day because she she realized that there was no strategy and she didn't know what she was supposed to do with it now that she had it. So I think, yeah, Yeah. it's very important. And that doesn't mean, you know, you, you've had a million people ask you for a website or an app. It doesn't mean the answer is no, just because they haven't worked out the strategy, but what can it do for you before you invest in it?
0: Yeah. And I will say on the flip side, um, you know for for people listening to this who are our, on our side on the agency side of things if you've ever had a client just totally disappear or not call you back or not do a thing um probably they came up with something they wanted to do. They had no strategic value. When you told them how much it was like, Oh, that's a lot for that. And then just they, yep. they went away. it's like, and I, I like, I I like to recognize when I'm a novice buyer. So if I go, you know, whatever, if I go into a, you know, a Ferrari dealer and I ask how much I'm probably asking in the wrong place, you know? So <laughs> if, if you don't know what, even what's going on or what the range might be, you could be in trouble. Um, but you hinted at something that's kind of leads into your other, one of your other pillars here about like not building two leg stools, which is my favorite, uh, analogy there. I'm curious stool. talking about that. Cause you've got pieces, you've got all these tactics and are already creating something that's got a foundation. As and going.
1: I think we also need to ask if it's the East coast in you, that says two legged. And if it's the Midwest in me, this is two legged. Oh really? Right? Oh, okay. Why wow. do we, why do we pronounce that different? Born upstate New um, York. Yeah. So two legged, two legged stool. Okay. So what that means is that everybody's always looking for a shortcut. Everybody, um, either, either they want to save money or they just want to go fast. They don't build the stable foundation. So they may have a logo and a product and that's all they've got. And they, or they may decide, you know what, I'm going to double down on, uh, Instagram. It's just going Mm -hmm. to be my only thing. I'm not going to put anything into, um, support or values or investing in my staff and my creative team, my development team, you know, it, people that are so much smarter than me have done research, have published research after all these years that we've been hearing print is dead. Ads are dead. This is dead. That's dead. People just like tout that all the time. It's still not. Yeah. It's still being used and integration is still far and away the best um, ROI that you can receive for your marketing campaign. So it's really important. Now that's not to say that, you shouldn't be strategic. If you are a service business to business brand, Instagram's not your platform. Mm-hmm. Probably either is Facebook. You're probably going to be on LinkedIn. There might be a place for you on Twitter. If you know, if you've got a voice and and of course there's exceptions to every rule. So, you know, you, you can avoid, you don't have to fall into every uh, bucket. Right. But, um, there needs to be thought into it because you'll just fall over yeah. like a two legged stool when, uh, when the slightest breeze comes along.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's a really good point about picking the right platforms. And you mentioned, um, integrated and in, integration. And just for those who may not have a solid grip on that, what would an integrated marketing?
1: Gotcha. Okay. Would? Um, yeah. So let's say that you have released a new product and it's going to be in, um, all the targets in Chicago land. Mm-hmm. Right. um, And you want people to know that. So you've got, you've got to, you've got to let people know through different platforms. So you can't just send out like an email newsletter because then you're just preaching to the choir. You're, you're only telling your own, your own fans, which is still important to do, but then you can, yes, you can tout it on LinkedIn, but again, those are your followers. So there needs to be some extra oomph. So then you might want to buy some sponsored posts and then you might want to dabble in direct mail. Mm. um, send out a promotion that way. You might want to buy some, some targeted advertising online to let people of a certain category know that your product's available. Um, and then to even further integrate and have fun, you can have some contests, you can do some engagement. Um, so you can trigger a response to show, like, especially if you're retailing a product, you want to show that that retailer that you're engaged in helping them sell the product. So that's That's, just one example.
0: This is such a great point. I feel like, um, again, people like to do what's right in front of them, that preaching to the choir, our current list, our current followers, all that kind of stuff. Those are people, yes, they already know you. They may even be more likely to buy, but, you know, if, if you have especially a new product launch, there's, you know, potentially different audiences to go speak to. That's a really good point.
1: But you know, it is a balance. I was listening to you talk to Andy Crestadina. That mm-hmm. was a great interview. And Andy made a valid, super valid point about like take care of your no, sure. people first. Um, but yeah, you've got to reach out.
0: Yeah. Um, well, maybe so to, to maybe wrap up on one last point here uh, to pull it all together, talk about the importance of staying on message and how, how that works, um, if it doesn't work for a brand.
1: We have clients that can't get through. I love them. I love them, but they can't, they can't get through the branding process to even launch their website, um, with one consistent message. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like decide where you stand, decide what you do well. So if I were to say to you, Michael Vista, what do you do? You would say we build amazing websites and, and digital application, mobile applications, right? Something, I don't want to speak for you. I'm sorry. Um, But the point is, is what if you all of a sudden started toying with augmented reality in the middle of building your brand? And so you started talking about augmented reality every time you got the chance. Um, Or maybe your thing is that there's, you never have any out of scope. You, You know, like maybe that's your bragging point about your brand is that you... Um, you always have a not-to-exceed budget, which would be crazy for you. Don't do that. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, whatever well, it what is... What I really like,
0: want to say is we build billion-dollar companies with technology.
1: There you go. So stick with it. Because trust me, you're the only one that's sick of hearing it.
0: Right. Yeah. And
1: I have to remind our clients. I even have to remind our own creative team. Um, because they're sick of designing it sometimes. And they're like, do you want to pop this new message in? I'm like, no, no. like well, that's for a message. year straight, that is yep. all like upon a new launch. That is all anybody needs to hear is that same message. So it can penetrate and really get sticky with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it, it you, that point about um, sticking to the message, I, th- I think is also kind of a leadership thing. Like in, in leadership, it's um, there should be only a few core ideas and you, you have to pound them in because, you know, it takes a thousand times repeating it for people to get it. And the simpler, tighter, more consistent it is, the more chance you'll have it sticking that applies to any kind of communication. Oh, it's so
1: true. A have you ever watched fashion. somebody try to recite their corporate values and they're oh, like, yeah, there they're was, um, yeah, yeah. It has to be closer to your heart than that. There has to be like a story that yeah. each person can connect to personally yeah. that goes along with each value before it's really adopted.
0: Yeah, and I think for some reason there's a little bit of, um, I don't know, like like, trepidation around picking something. Like it takes a little courage to say we're this and maybe only this and like draw Mm -hmm. the lines pretty deep in the sand. Um, I got a line from a coach a long time ago that was narrow your focus and broaden your market. And like if you can just be known for this one set of tight things, then that Mm -hmm. little piece, you own the whole thing. I mean, the world's a big place with billions and trillions of dollars of business to be had. So you can't get it all. So pick the stuff that really fits for you. And like, that's your message, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, and it has to be something you love, right? Like you
0: said, it it has to come from your heart. It really has to something you feel and believe in and, and want to go repeat a thousand times before people, you know, get sick. Yeah.
1: um. And, and it's not, it's not easy. I mean, from our, we call our values, our manifesto, Mm -hmm. um, from our manifesto to our, to our philosophies. It's hard. I have, you know, I have an audience. I have this Mm -hmm. team that works with me and sometimes they have to keep me honest, you know, and I encourage them to do so. And so if we're not living our truth, it's like, Yeah. Well, you make another in the clouds as that sounds. Yeah,
0: but but I think it's great. You you, the the point that I I like you're you're getting to there is that um, I think a lot of companies think about brand as this thing that points outward, Um, but it's something that points inward too. That it really, you know, I know a lot of things we talk about, like our our five values, uh, core values, show up as like. How people get rewarded and recognized, and it's kind of who we think we are and you know some of the things you know some of the awards we've won, like you know we think of ourselves as a company that's a one percent you know clutch company. so like we've we've give, been given this recognition, but it's only valid so long as we continue to live that. If we fall off yeah. the cliff, that thing goes away. So it's like kind of living that and being uh, kind of being that brand is, is I think a two-way street.
1: Some of the uh, proudest and most infuriating moments for me is when one of my team members will quote one of our values back at me. Sure. So I'll be like, oh, I do not want to tell this client what a bad idea this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe we should just do it his way and do it our way and hope yeah. he sees that, you know, sees that ours is better. And then one of my team members will say, candor shows respect, Becca, like straight from our manifesto. And I'm like, oh, I'm proud of you. And I'm mad at you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have, we have a mirror one that's uh, speak and listen fearlessly. So, you know, make sure you say the things that need to get said, said and you're able to hear those things when they're given back to you.
1: Yeah, that's but, that's a good one. I like it. It's very, thank you for not being generic.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing is that, you know, those things have to come out of reality. And there was a time, I'll confess, when, when we did... um what I'll call sort of like aspirational values where it's like, we're not this, but we should be this over here and those don't work. Right. And so these came out of, we said, well, let's, let's gather all the people, you know, we love in this company and what are they doing? Right. And those kind of things came out of that. I
1: love that. I love that. Ours came out of, ours came out of not as optimistic of a place. Ours came out of a, um, a 13 page rant that I wrote about everything I hated that I thought other (laughs) agencies did wrong. (laughs) Um. Well, and, and my and amazing Dr. business partner at the time helped me. Oh, uh, he's God. a really good brand strategist. Helped me turn those into positives.
0: That's great. Well, honestly, and that's kind of where we started. Like, what do you say no to, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, so um, uh, at the, the risk of putting a button on it, uh, this was great. Uh, really good stuff. And we should Thank stop you. it. Because I think we got to really good. We should stuff stop there. it. We should stop it. But this is really so cool. So that
1: we have a weekend, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's time for a weekend. So uh, thanks for coming on. And we'd love to have it uh, on again sometime.
1: I'd love to. Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: You made it all the way to the end. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe and like this video to hear more content just like this.